Have you seen electricity with your naked eye? How about radiation? On today's episode of AfriNuke Podcast, we have Professor Tim Jagginson, who like Isaac Asimov is a great explainer of science, especially the science of radiation. Professor Tim is a professor of radiation medicine and director of the Health Physics and Radiation Protection Graduate Program at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. His scientific expertise is in radiation biology, cancer epidemiology, and public health. He is, a board certifi- he is board certified in public health by the National Board of Public Health Examiners. He served on the National Council on Radiation Protection, NCRP, from 2003 to 2019. He chairs the Georgetown University Radiation Safety Committee. His scientific interests include the genetic determinants of cellular radiation resistance and the genes that modify the risk of cancer. Listen to the end for more insights. Professor Tim, you are here with us. I consider you a great explainer of science, the science and the art of radiation. You have a knack for making complicated things simple, the confusing clear, and the mundane exciting. And I'm very happy to be here with you, an encyclopedia of knowledge on radiation and nuclear technology in general. So please consider it a very great honor. I consider it a great honor to have you here with me. So please, can you just give us the privilege of a short capture of an introduction of who you are? I know I've said a little about you, Mm -hmm. but I know when you say it with your own language, people might grab it better than what I've done. Please, Professor. Okay, uh, I am a professor of radiation medicine at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. I've spent most of my career at Georgetown but I was trained, I got my PhD at the Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, and then I did some postdoctoral training at Harvard University in Boston. And um, for most of my career, I've worked on problems in radiation biology, particularly ways to make um, therapeutic uh, radiation, radiation therapy, more effective in treating cancer, but also in protecting people against the harmful effects of radiation which also is, happens to be um, primarily cancer. So I've worked in a lot of um, radiation areas that are relevant to health my, my entire career. And um, so I've noticed that um, the public has a tremendous fear of radiation and very, very little understanding of radiation. And um, this became very apparent to me at the time of the Fukushima accident because um, I was being called on um, for the media to uh, answer some questions about the health impacts of the Fukushima accident in Japan. And I noted that the reporters, the journalists who were interviewing me, didn't even know about enough about radiation to ask a question. They couldn't even formulate a question. So they were often asking me to give them questions they could ask me. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, you know, this is a really dangerous level of ignorance. And anyway, so um, I guess I'm I became, not in that. I'm not in that um, boat because no, you're, you're, I'm a nuclear engineer. So <laughs> yeah, right. You're not in that boat, but there are very few nuclear engineers out there. Yeah. So um, so that was the um, that was the major reason that I thought about writing a book. I'd actually looked for a book that. Um, would be um, intelligible to the general public, 
Yeah. And by that intelligible, I mean like not full of jargon and scientific terminology yeah. and graphs and equations because that would scare people off. Yeah. And I really couldn't find such a thing. Yeah. Readable.、Thing. So that's、yeah. how I'm ending the book.、Um, yeah. 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 So I, I, I guess I guess you've already delved into the next <laughs> part of the question I want to ask you.、Uh, yeah. What I want to ask you it's、um, based on this book you've written. It's、uh-huh. it's 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 a very um, um, from the soft copy I have. It's about five hundred and seven pages of book, including the, the front cover. And、mm-hmm. when I was reading this book, it was like a page turner. Like I didn't know when I was like. Already on the Fukushima page, you know. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though it took me like I think from the time we met about、um, one week between then and now, like, and I'm already far into the book. So it makes me wonder, like, the way you took so much time to dissolve the complicated aspect, and you did not fill it with any kind of、um, formulas or technical details that will make people begin to look for another book to explain what it means. It was so so easy to understand, and、uh, I think the African community will also be very much、um, interested and comfortable with this kind of book. So I I wouldn't know. Maybe in the future we can.、Um, Talk about how we can collaborate to make an adaptation of this kind of book for the community in which I am. So that takes me to the next question: What is this book about, Professor? Okay, so、um, so what I was trying to achieve with this book is to try to, as you say, explain things in straightforward language to people that people could understand, but also to put it in story form. So that they would remember what they're, what they're. You know, you you tend to remember things in your in your life or things that you've read when it's in the context of a story. Yes. So most of the science I already knew, you know, from a lifetime of working in the field. I I, I knew the science, and I also knew that there were some interesting stories associated with some of the discoveries. And、um, so I basically.、Um, I basically、uh, had that idea that I would take some particular thing, like let's say,、uh, what is radioactivity, and、um, and match that with a story about how radioactivity was discovered and what they what they thought it was,、yeah. you know.、Um, and so that was the format, of,、uh, the, the strategy. So the strategy of the book is to,、um, you know, start out with what radiation is. So there's part one, like like it's called a radiation, but Um, radiation 101, the basics. Yeah. So yeah. there's about three, three or four chapters about that, and in that I try to present enough radiation physics、yeah. so that people will have a working knowledge of what radiation is. The second part of the book is more about the health implications, radi- health implications, and how radiation causes these health implications. And then the last part of the book was to take、um, practical.、Uh, Situations、yeah. like nuclear power plant accidents, cell phones, yeah, the risk and know, benefits, yeah, the, the risk and benefits, and how to decide for yourself whether the risks are worth the benefits or vice versa.、Yeah. And、um, so I put some techniques in there, like number、uh, needed to harm, for example, and number needed to treat, which is these are two metrics of benefits, and showing how. You could make do this simple calculations yourself、yeah. and make these kind of decisions. So the kind of the goal was is not to tell people like you know because people ask me all the time, 
our cell phones safe? Yeah. So I just the goal was to say, well, this is this is the information about cell phones. You decide if they're safe. You know. And um, the same thing with chest X-rays and mammograms and things like that.、Yeah. So, because、uh, I think if you know,、um, if people do not understand the reasoning behind what you're saying, first、yeah. of all,、um, they may not trust what you're saying.、Um, but also, I think when they arrive at the conclusion on their own, they feel empowered. You know, yeah. Yeah. they're they're not they're not、um, they don't need any they're not beholding yeah. yeah yeah they're not beholding to some expert yeah to、true. To, to guide them, they've made this decision on their own. Yeah. So that was that was kind of the strategy of the book, and so I hope throughout I don't ever tell anybody what they should do, but I tell them what are the important radiation parameters they need to know to make a decision about radiation in their lives, whatever that happens to be. Whether they're living next to a nuclear power plant, they're going to get a mammogram, they're buying a, a cell phone, whatever whatever they're doing, you know. So so that was that was basically the,、uh, the strategy. That's that's very impressive, professor. And to say the least, or to add to that,、um, you you made an analogy about electricity and the origin of electricity in that book.、Uh, when when the electricity was coming up, people were afraid of it, and they were wondering what it was. And I can remember back in the years, I used to be、um, cautious about having to use some electronic devices, thinking it will have some negative effect on me. And I think this is a similar fear that people have, not just in the developing world, in general. And you made a quote about Julius Caesar that people fear what they don't know, and that is what can be used to control them. And thank you for making this book a reality to quell a lot of fears, because if there is any main thing that people are against. When you talk about constructing new、um, nuclear power plants, especially in this part of the world, it's either out of ignorance or out of fear. So these two things, ignorance and fear of the unknown, is what is keeping people away. And thank you for making this book available to make people know what they need to know and take acceptable or known risk and、um, reap the benefit in it. So you have answered some part of the questions I want to ask. So. Uh, you've already said why you wrote the book and um, um, why you wrote it the way you did, so that it can resonate with the people. And、um, uh, was there anything in particular you wanted people to get out of this book, like because you did it the way you did it, because you 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 knew that people needed to have this kind of information. So, what what is your hope that?、Um, People after they read this book, that they will be able to. Okay, what kind of、um, action do you want them to take, or what kind of、um, position do you want them to assume? If I may say. Well, I think my goals are even broader than just radiation. So, what I、wow. detect in what I detect in the world today is,、uh, and I, and I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about people.、Uh, People that push it out of their lives as being、Hello. not relevant、Hello. to their lives. Hello, Professor. Hello. Please, can、yes. you can you come back again? Can you just start? You said, yeah, it was、okay. breaking. I'm sorry. Oh, it's breaking. Okay.、Yeah. Um, no, I, 
I was saying that it's an unfortunate attitude about many people, people who should know better, to think that science is irrelevant to their lives, that somehow it's um, not, you know, it's not something they studied in school, it's not uh, important to them, and if they need any scientific thing, they'll just get it from an expert. And I think that, um, I think that that's a dangerous attitude. And um, so what I hope is that people in reading books, that book and, and, and other books like it, um, will come to the realization that you don't have to be a scientist to have interest in scientific matters and to understand some of these scientific concepts. And um, to basically empower people to realize that there's no, uh, it's, there's, it's, this is not um, some kind of coded uh, esoteric information. This is, this is relevant information that's relevant to their, their lives. And if they don't understand some of these things, they're not going to make the decisions that impact their lives. So if you're, in other words, for example, just to use radiation, yeah. if you're overly afraid of radiation, you'll avoid chest x-rays, you'll avoid, you know, radiation therapy, you'll avoid scanners at airports, yeah. all of these things that will actually increase your risk, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I hope that people realize that um, science is accessible, um, even things that they consider to be um, too complicated for them to understand, that's not true. It's only been complicated because many scientists speak in code. They speak in the code of jargon, yeah. or they speak in the code of mathematics, yeah. and so people are intimidated by that. But you'll notice there's very little mathematics in the book. There are no charts or graphs in the yeah. book. Everything is explained in terms of dialogue because that's the way we communicate. For example, in this podcast, we don't even have an option. Of, yeah. of showing people graphs or pictures or something like that. Yeah, equations are off yeah. the table. Yeah. So <laughs> if I'm going to explain anything in a podcast, I have yeah. to do it with words, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the good news is you can do a lot with, with words. You don't, yeah. you don't need all, all of the math and equations That's and true. things like very, that. Very, very correct. Professor, I'm so grateful for that um, easy, easy, I would say, um, explanation of such a very nice compendium of um, knowledge you are packaged for the for the world so i want to ask you uh, since you have um i'm giving us this book as a way of dissolving our doubts about radiation and letting us know what we should know uh, i want to ask you just one question about the health implication should we really worry about uh radiation and um and how it impacts our health. Should we really worry about it? I mean, like... Well, I, I mean, I think it's a pretty broad question, right? So if you're going to ask me, should we worry about nuclear weapons? I'd say yes, yes, worry about nuclear weapons. Okay. If you're going to say, if you're going to say, uh, should we worry about cell phones? I would say no, don't, don't worry about cell phones, okay. you know. Um, so, you know, there's, it's not, um, it, it, it's... Um, you know, it depends on the magnitude of the radiation, the benefits, okay. and um, and the uncertainties, and that was kind of a, so. It's a nuanced answer, and that's what I was trying to get at in taking the six different situations. You know, like radon, and, and I don't know if you have a trouble with radon in in uh, Nigeria. There, do you have radon issues in Nigeria? Um, I th I think they are there in the papers, but uh, it has not become a public issue yet. Um, but when yeah. I, being a nuclear engineer, I've, I've I've read papers about 
redone in buildings and stuff like that but it has not yeah. rose to become a public issue but yeah we have well, them well, let me let me use that as an example in the in the eastern united states so you find radium in the soil wherever there is uranium uh because it's part of the it's part of the decay process yeah, decay chain, the yeah. and so radon is the only element in that decay chain that's a gas uh and um and as a gas it comes up through the soil so if you happen to it's a radioactive gas and if you happen to build your house on a spot where this yeah. gas is leaking out then your house is full of radon and yeah. in the united states we've spent a lot of time trying to rid our houses of radon and um a lot of money and um the truth of the matter is that the risk of radon are in term and the only thing that radon is known to cause is lung cancer okay yeah yeah the risks from radon for lung cancer are smo- so small compared to the risks of 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 lung cancer from smoking right yeah so and and to make things worse that if you smoke you are more sensitive to the effects of radon so basically if there was no smoking in the world we would not have a radon problem <laughs> okay yeah, we would yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we wouldn't even be talking about it okay yeah. it increases the risk you would say it increases the risk yeah. okay and if there is no smoking the risk is so low as not yeah. to, not to even be considered so you know so this is a, this is what i mean by a practical situation so what should we put our efforts in should we put our efforts in eliminating radon and letting everybody smoke or should we put mm-hmm. our efforts into eliminating smoking and forget about the radon okay and the fact is that smoking sm- smoking not only causes lung cancer it causes all other types of heart yeah. disease you yeah. know you, uh, everything you can think of is, yeah. is exacerbated by the smoking yeah. so to me it makes no sense to allow people to not allow but to to put all our public health effort at eliminating radon while there's smoking going on. So once mm-hmm. we conquer the smoking, we can worry about the radon. So that that's what I mean in terms, you know, uh even in my own life, my uh my niece who is uh you know, she's in her mid 20s. Yeah. She has not read my book by the way. Um mm-hmm. but she uh in the middle of the night um her she has radon issues at her house. The okay. fan in her basement that's supposed to clear out the the airs to keep yeah. the radon levels down, yeah. it broke in the middle of the night. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and so and so at three in the morning, she's calling saying, "Should I evacuate the house? Should I get out of the house?" You know. Right. And, <laughs> and, the, and the answer, of course, is no, no. Yeah. You know, just go back to sleep and worry about it some later. You know, but um, you know, I feel like. It, like if she had read my book she wouldn't even have, have asked that question yeah, you know so true. um so, th- so that's what i mean these are practical decisions that people are making every day you know and she doesn't need to call a ra- have a radiation expert as an uncle basically you know mm-hmm. i mean this this is she just needs to be a little more versed in in the you know in the science and public health policies yeah. regarding radiation and and, yeah. and, and that's uh and that's kind of the goal. Wow. That that's that's really like enlightening to to get to know about radon and how it impacts our health and everything about it. Professor, this book is such a great explainer of complexity. I would say it has ubiquity, fantasy, intuition, creativity, everything compiled in it. So <laughs> I, I really uh, admire the style that you have used to write it and I hope that um, we can get some benefits. Although you said that the copyright um, 
it's not in your hands to control but i hope that you can help us uh, with some copies of this book in in africa uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope that you can give us the benefits of um, having to be in touch with you, please, to get some copies of this book. So, yeah, I will um, speak to the publisher about those possibilities and okay. perhaps um, put the publisher in contact with you. Okay? Thank you. Thank you very, very much. We really, really sincerely appreciate this um, kind gesture if it comes through. So um, in, in a way of um, coming to, because uh, we have a very short time, uh, in this mm-hmm. episode and I hope that you can uh, please <laughs> come on again because we have a whole lot you've talked about um, the security aspect you've talked about the the power aspect these are the different parts that I would like to discuss with you because um, uh, y- your area of research and not just the book and the, your expertise touches in this different part that are very very important for us to consider so but at this point I just want to ask you like in what kind of state of mind were you when you were writing this book? Like, I wonder, like, what routine did you um, adopt to be able to um, conceptualize and also finish this book in total? I don't know. Okay, okay so um, there was an actual schedule um, that I had. So, um, you know, as I said, the Fukushima accident was the uh, impetus for me to start writing this book. And, um, and uh, I wrote a couple of chapters and showed it to some publishers, and I got a lot of interest in it. But one of the things was that we thought, well, you know, um, there'll be a lot of attention on the subject of radiation again at the five-year anniversary of Fukushima. You know, um, everyone, you know, on anniversaries, people tend to revisit things in the past. You yes, know, like yes. we just had a we just had a thirty-year anniversary of. Uh, of Chernobyl not long ago, you know, and so then a lot of tension comes. And so they thought they wanted the book to be uh, out to come out uh, coincident with the uh, with the five year anniversary, yeah. Yeah, the five year anniversary of Fukushima. Yeah. So um, so that put me under a lot of pressure to get it done quickly. And um, so I kind of uh, I kind of knew all the topics that I thought um, I wanted to cover. I organized them into what I thought was a logical scientific sequence and I started ripping through them one chapter at a time and um, and uh, like I said I was focusing on those aspects of radiation physics that were relevant to health you know so for, for example I, I don't think you'll find anything about neutrinos we were talking about neutrinos earlier yeah, yeah in yeah. the book because nobody is has any health effects from neutrinos uh, yeah. for reasons that we don't need to get into now but yeah. um so there's there's no discussion about neutrinos in the book so i tended to focus on things like alpha particles and and you know gamma rays and, and, yeah. and things like that so yeah. the, so the goal was always to explain radiation uh, in terms of what was relevant to hum- people's everyday lives, yeah, and um, and so I just um, you know uh, it, it it ended up a little different than I thought it would in the beginning, but I think uh, in the end, uh, you know, I got a lot of feedback. Every chapter of the book was I had a peer review it, so it was peer reviewed by at least one or two people because I wanted to get the science right. Okay. And then, and then I also had it read by a lot of non-scientists because I didn't. I wanted to them to assure me that the science wasn't so dense yeah. that they were getting lost. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. 
So, so I did it as an iterative process like that. You know, it's a, it's a, a balance. Like you need enough science to tell the story, but you don't want there to be so much science that you lose the storyline. You know, so that sure. that, um, so so that was was basically the strategy. And um, and so it, it was a lot more work than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And I and I was under pressure because of this deadline, okay. but. Um, you know, sometimes deadlines are good because if you don't have a deadline, things tend to drag on and yeah, drag on. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that was the driving force, that okay. deadline that the publisher Maybe set, a second know. edition might be in the pipeline, <laughs> if need be. Well, actually, uh, rather than a second, this is interesting because back to electricity. So, you know, I use stories, some stories about electricity in the yeah. book yeah. to compare with, um, with yeah, radiation. radiation. Yeah. And my assumption in doing that was that people knew more about electricity yeah. than they did about radiation. Now, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so what I found out though is that ne isn't necessarily true, you know. And um, it's funny because the uh, Museum of Natural History in New York has a magazine that's simply called Natural History, and they had uh, wanted to. Uh, you know, publish an expert, not an expert, an excerpt, an excerpt of the book uh, in their magazine as an article, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, the publisher contacted me and told me that they wanted to do that. I said, yeah, I'm fine with that. So when they, when they, I didn't know what they were going to, what part of the book they were going to take. Yeah. But um, they sent me a copy of the magazine when it was out. And the yeah. part that they chose had nothing to do with radiation. They took a part about electricity. Yeah. And they they published that. Wow. So um <laughs> so the publisher said to me, you know, people are really interested in electricity. Uh would you write a book about electricity? Wow. So <laughs> So at first I was a little reluctant, but I said, okay, I'll I'll try the same thing with electricity. And in fact that book will is done now and it will be out November. Um, okay. so, so, uh, so my next book is not a, a new edition of strange glow. It's actually, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book about electricity. It's called spark the electricity of life and the life of electricity. And it's Fantastic. also published by Princeton university press. And it follows the same kind of story, uh, explanation of, so it, wow. it, it explains what electricity is and the health risks of it and the health benefits of it. Uh, in the same kind of style that um, Strange Glow does for radiation. Super cool. So, yeah. Thank so, you for giving uh, us a foretaste of what is in in the line. Okay. <laughs> uh, come and uh, yeah. So that's the story. So look for that in November. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So um, just this one last question, Professor, before uh, mm -hmm. you can give your final remarks um, and mm -hmm. in, uh, hopes of you coming back again. Like. Do you think and um, do you think that um, your book has changed or in any way affected the perceptions about radiation? And do you think there should be a, a way of um, feedback mechanism to um, facilitate this kind of thing? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, so I have. A, yes, I do think it's influenced a lot of people because okay. people have told me so. Okay, I. I, um, you know, I have a, the book has a website and, and, um, there's a contact page on there Yeah. and I'm frequently contacted by people who tell me that, you know, I, that the book has somehow transformed them in one way oh, or another, you know, nice. uh, a lot of times people will say things like, well, I knew a little bit about radiation and 
this about this radiation, that about that. But but the book kind of brought it all together for me. Now I feel like I understand it uh, more comprehensively, yeah. you know. And other other people say, uh, you know, I had no idea about this, you know. And, um, you know, like, for example, a, a lot of people are concerned about eating sushi from Japan because yeah. of Fukushima, believe yeah. it or not, you know. Yeah. And... Um, so I used to get calls um, before the book came out, um, you know, about, you know, people, you know, like wealthy businessmen living in Manhattan, worried about the sushi, you know, and, and they would <laughs> call me and say, I love sushi. Do I have to stop eating it? I'd have people tell me, I, I buy Japanese cars. Do I have to stop buying Japanese cars? I mean, it, it, so that was the level of hysteria at the yeah. time. And I think that um, that people that had very heightened uh, worries about it are yeah. are greatly uh, relieved to some extent. That's I may good. have Wonderful. I may have um, instead altered their fears. So, for example, mm-hmm. I think that nuclear weapons has gone off the radar for a lot of people. Yeah, and yeah. I put I put that back squarely on the radar of people in that book. You know, okay. that this is not a problem that has disappeared. Yeah. This is a problem that persists. And yeah. this is a much bigger threat than radons. We are going to talk about that in the subsequent episode. Power- <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll yes. get to that. Yes, we do. So, uh, Professor, I sincerely appreciate the time with you. And I want to say that it was a great, great pleasure to have you on on this episode of um, the African New Podcast. I hope that um, we, we will feature you once again in the subsequent um, um, episode. So please, can you just give us um, some last words and maybe uh, a prelude to what we are going to discuss in the next um, iteration? Okay, so um, my last words are um, people should probably, if they have fears about radiation, they should they should investigate the basis of those fears and they might find that um, that they, their fears may be may be lessened or at least rearranged with a little with a little more information. So I would encourage everyone to get as much information as possible about those things that concern them. Okay. Thank you, Thank you very, very okay. much. Okay. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you so Thanks much. for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank Look you forward so to much. talking to you again. Thank you so so much. I sincerely appreciate. Talk okay. to you next time, right. Professor. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye.